Chris Campus discusses public transportation, mental health, and other public services with California's 10th District Congressman, Mark DeSonier. My first question is, how's your health? My health's good. Every day is a gift. So, as you probably know, I had a near-death experience. And yes, I am. It has made me more grateful every day. It does have a have tendency to be humbling, I think. I think the word I've heard is concentrating. Yeah. <laughs> You've now representing the Far East Contra Costa County. Uh, what adjustments have your uh, office been made to serve this area? Well, first of all, I've represented Far East County before in the legislature, so I'm not unfamiliar. Um, and as you know, having been on the Board of Supervisors when this area was growing and much of it was in the county, uh, I'm well familiar with East County. Uh, so one adjustment we did was because we moved out of the 80 corridor out of Richmond, the redistricting commission moved us east and south into Alameda. Um, so we moved our Richmond district office to Antioch, to the community center where Jerry McNerney had an office before uh, right. he retired and he was redistricted out of this area. How do you see the uh, infrastructure investment jobs bill affecting East Contra Costa? Well, potentially significantly. Having been involved in transportation for multiple decades uh, in the Bay Area, as East County grew, and East County, when I was on the County Board of Supervisors, Contra Costa was the fastest growing county in the state per capita, and much of that growth was happening in East County. So there's a lot of good things happening in this field. One in particular is uh, teleworking. So if you can stay at home and get your work done one or two days a week, which seems to be the new model, rather than driving into the financial district or going down Vasco Road to get to Silicon Valley, uh, to use the infrastructure funds to facilitate that, to do the oversight and the research to show how we can facilitate that for the right people so that the employer is getting their their value, but the employees are able to spend more time with their family and their community. And lastly, um, that it works for the quality of life. So we've got a lot of people out here in East County who spend a lot of time, a lot of time commuting because this is where the affordable housing. And also impacts East County because you've got people who've gone further out in San Joaquin, um, again, and they have to pass through this area to get to work to where the job centers are. How so long do you think it'll be before an EBART line makes it all the way to Brentwood. Well, you know, we were talking about this when we approved EBART, you know, and that now that's fully funded. And before COVID, it was over-prescribed. Over I mean, more than the modeling showed that if you build it, they will use it. Um, and the plan then was to come along the, uh, the Cocoa line all the way out to Brentwood and have it hook up eventually with a line from Livermore so that, I mean, we should have done that. Um, I would like to see this money to facilitate that, to specifically in this area, that's where the housing is. What about uh, Highway 4? It's kind of uh, now expanded, but it's already overused. Well, again, this is some of the upside and downside of having been elected office for a long time. Uh, we went from four lanes to eight now, um, and we knew in the model of when we did that, when I was working with Ellen Tauscher, who represented this area in Congress then, and Tom Torlickson when he was in the legislature and chaired the transportation committees prior to me doing it there, was we knew we had to do it, 
because of the congestion, but we also showed that the modeling in relationship to the projected development, it was going to fill up what uh, transportation people called induced demand. Um, so all of those things are coming to fruition, and there's a gap here between when you get the transit and get enough people in the transit, and um, then using things like telework to, to help with the congestion. If we could take 5% of the people um, off of the peak trips on Highway 4, it would have an exponential improvement in congestion, more, much more than 5%, sort of the opposite of induced demand. You get those people to stay home, it, it helps. And you know, we worked for years when I was in local government, and we changed this, the law at the state level when I was chair of the Labor Committee to facilitate four workdays. So just getting people to stay home. And it became very popular. So people would work four tens. The employer wouldn't have to pay the, the overtime right. as required by state uh, statute um, as long as they did four tens as opposed to five eights. And I think it was eight plus something before you got time and a half. So we actually changed that in the labor code to facilitate that. A lot of that was driven by air quality demand. One of the big uh, issues that you've been championing uh, for m much of your career is mental health. Contra Costa has been one of the leading uh, counties in developing a broad uh, mental health program. Is there things that you can do to uh, help that along? Oh yeah, and thank you for bringing that up. I mean, it's been a it's been a passion since my dad committed suicide in 1989. Um, and we've learned so much about mental health and behavioral health in that time, about how the brain works. And, um, so there's a lot of things, and I have to credit my predecessor, George Miller, who, and Cynthia Miller, his wife, who was on the Contra Costa Mental Health Commission with me many years ago. Um, we've really had some wonderful, um, both elected officials, but public health officials, great people at the county health department. So just recently, I got a $3 million grant uh, for mental health rapid response in Central County, and we're expanding it countywide, where when you call uh, emergency services, the dispatchers will be trained so that they'll dispatch 24 hours, seven days a week, mental health responders, and the police will be backup for that, rather than having a police unit be the front. And the best advocates for this were the police departments. They want it, because they don't want their officers going repeatedly to the same issues that are better trained, better handled by professionals who have master's degrees and sometimes doctorate degrees in mental health and behavioral health. So right now as we speak, I'm very proud of the fact that there are people in Contra Costa responding to 911 calls and emergency calls in a way that very few places in the country and the world have. We're really a national model on this. What's next for the uh, Thurgood, Thurgood Marshall Regional Park. Well, we were able to get uh, $3 million for that, uh, to, for the visitor center there. That's a partnership between the national parks and East Bay Regional Parks. We've got all that. That's all been dedicated. That part of the Concord Ample Weapons Station. The non-controversial part, uh, which is over half of it, I believe, is in the East Bay Regional Parks. So we're developing the trail system. But a key part of that is the visitor center which will be part of the National Park Service and a partnership with East Bay Regional Parks to tell the story about racism in the Bay Area and what happened at Port Chicago and also how as we've become more diverse we've become more tolerant but also better off. So that was exciting to get that. Um, 
I have uh, meetings this week and with both people in the Senate and with the White House to talk about exoneration for the Port Chicago 50, which I've introduced a bill. Several times. Yes, and George Miller did. And mostly it's for people to hear that story because it's, it, um, education's important when they hear about it. People in California tend to think, you know, history is something that happened somewhere else. California has a remarkable history as well, and it's an important part of American history. How long do you think it'll take for the Visitor's Center to be actually up and operating? My hope is in the next five years. Um, it, the total cost to do all of the infrastructure there at Memory Service is about $30 million, um, but that's a combination of local, so the East Bay Regional Park District, the City of Concord, the County, um, state funds and federal funds. It'll be so a lot of strings. Yeah, but the, it's actually happening, it's accelerating. And the infrastructure funds, um, the CHIPS fund for, for research, all those things we got passed in the last two years, um, the in, Inflation Reduction Act, which I called the Build Back Better Light that uh, President Biden was, there's um, hundreds of millions of dollars. Between those three bills, that's probably I'm going to guess over $2 trillion um, over the course of the next 10, 30 years. But all those things, and we're so good about that in Contra Costa County, is being smart about the color of money and where you get money from the local estate, um, from nonprofits. So all of those things, we're at the point now where, where East Bay Regional Parks is deep into the planning part, which is really the most consuming part. It's even longer than the actual capital construction. You've got to have it done right, right. in order to get the funding and then to pass the environmental laws. Well, on behalf of the Brentwood Press, this is Chris Campus. Thank you very much, Congressman. And I wish you all the best. Thank Ditto. you. Ditto, thank you for being here. It's wonderful to have a local newspaper.